0: Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays,
1: and I'm your other host, Hill House, from the Big Love Club.
0: And we are here to bring you the recap of E3 week, and not just E3 week. There was also the Summer Games, um, what is it called? Summer Games Fest was also last week, mm-hmm. and um, Nintendo that was about it. Geeky thing. Yeah, Nintendo's Treehouse was within E3, but yes, Sony still had their own little show, which is yeah. which is strange. But um I do think that is the future of what the whole format's gonna be. I I think you know what's funny? To think about we were talking uh, last year and we even talked throughout the year about E3 slowly phasing out mm-hmm. and how it's kind of ridiculous to have this one show. Um I feel like what's going to happen is there's going to be a week where everyone puts on their own shows and you go to their events and I think people are going to still call it E3 even though it's not associated with E3. (laughs) It's going to be one of those things where, you know, it's not name brand Jell-O, but people still call it that. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) If it's green and wobbly, it's still Jell-O.
0: Right. (laughs) But it's one of those things where E3 started as a investor meeting and was very boring. If you look at old videos from the 90s of like early E3s, it's like a guy in a suit talking to a very dark room where they're probably getting served salads and stuff. And um, it's been turned into this extreme event, which is really funny. And I do want to come back and reference that later when I talk about the criticisms of some of the shows, because... I do think it's relevant. But uh, I don't want to skip over our first part of the show. Our first part of the show is when we talk about games that we've played since the last show, basically. I guess it's not new games. It's really just what we've played since we've last talked. And I've played a few. Um, I believe they're all in Game Pass because, you know, that's easy. (laughs) Um, I did play some more State of Decay 2. I got back into that a little bit. Um, It's... Just such a well-made game. It's, it's such an easy game to pick up and just start playing, even if you haven't played in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, that being said, I also <laughs> I downloaded uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and I hadn't played that ever. I've played Skyrim, and uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online looked kind of similar, and it looked fine. Um, and I think I've probably played almost an hour of it, and it was just the character creation. It's one of those things where you're just laughing at how much work they put into the character creation part. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's really funny. I, I don't remember what I named my character, but I do know that I decided to make like a tiger character just because it would look so ridiculous within the world. I do think it's one of the funniest things out of left field within the Elder Scrolls universe is the... uh the cat people. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Man. <laughs> I, I can't the remember the character are... I
1: made either. Is it was a ridiculous one though.
0: I feel like, I feel like every RPG slash MMO type game has a race that is their kind of out there race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, In in um, Warcraft, I feel like it's the pandas, which is really funny because there was a whole expansion that was. About the pandas, and they kind of are still stuck with them, but um, <laughs> On Elder just, Scrolls. I, Elder Scrolls, I feel like is the uh, is the cats. I think it's the cats. Is there. oh yeah yeah the, yeah exactly the Warcraft pandas. But yeah. um, <laughs> that being said, I didn't play much of it. Um, I started looting and Neither stuff, and I. I realized that it was basically just Skyrim. So like. I don't know. I was just, I spent
1: most of the time seeing if I could steal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's what it turns into. It turns into a stealing game. Yeah. You turn into um, a
1: thief. Yeah. You're just a dirty thief. Doesn't matter what you look like, tiger (laughs) or nut. You just end up being a thief, common criminal.
0: Yeah. The most exciting thing I did was sit down. And I saw that when you sit down, you can see your character in third person. So that's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, I didn't play much of that at all. Um, I did play the whole intro and first stages, the early game of Maneater. And this is a game we talked back ah, in yes. December about. Yes. And it was actually Excellent. a pretty good game. Excellent game. I thought yes. I thought it was pretty fun. I do like um the fact that it is a different type of RPG where it's uh you play as a shark and yeah. you level up your shark and stuff it's really funny it's really tongue-in-cheek too there's a lot of references to shark television shark week on discovery channel there's a lot of references to a too. lot of
1: corny shark humor dude
0: yeah a there's lot. a lot of ridiculous stuff um <laughs> i did like the fact that um it has like branding at the bottom of the screen, and it tells you what's like coming up next. Like it's, it's very much pretending like you're watching a uh, TV show, and it's a <laughs> marathon or something. It, it's it's really funny how much it references Shark Week. And, yeah, like it's um, uh, like it's coming up next,
1: like it's an episode yeah, that you're watching. Of Shark Week put it or on something. the
0: bottom of the corner. Like I remember in the first cinematic starts and it shows, I guess the main uh, antagonist in. A boat on the bottom of the screen it tells you what's coming up next and it's the funniest little thing where if you're not looking down there you won't get that joke but like there's already jokes going on on well the i screen think that's the, the whole i think i read something <laughs> where that was
1: kind of the whole premise of it where uh they wanted it to be uh from the shark's perspective during shark week so you're right. seeing you know you're seeing you know your shark come out of nowhere and like really fuck up their shark week Show, you know, basically, because it's eating right. people and killing people and whatnot. So, yeah, it's I yeah. think that's the whole premise of it, but I that's why I liked it. I, I just,
0: yeah, I, it's, it's a great pretty game. fun, yeah. I'm probably going to try to play it a little bit more. Um, but no, I like the grapples in it where you can grab a human or a fish and then slam it with your tail and then knock it like hundreds <laughs> of meters. <laughs> I do like that. Um, I also like the uh, fact that the first uh, upgrade you can get as a shark is sonar, and it immediately references the fact that that's not normal in sharks. Yeah. (laughs) It says what's normal in like uh, dolphins and stuff. It says, (laughs) it says usually associated with dolphins. uh, It's this shark has developed (laughs) sonar. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's aware of the fact that it's pushing the limits of what a shark is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I thought it was really well made. I think it's really funny and tongue in cheek. Um, it's it's very, ho- holy shit, it's very bloody, though. Oh, yeah. Um, if you have a problem with blood, uh, just in the opening sequence alone, when you're supposed to attack those boats, <laughs> there's just so much blood. Um, you're
1: fucking up everybody, dude. everybody there's supposed to be no one left alive no survivors
0: yeah none it's it's rough (laughs) because the thing is when when you're eating the fish and you grab a fish and you and you eat it and you wiggle around and you finish it there's some blood it gets kind of intense there's a vibration on the controller you're like okay wow this is pretty intense but when you are set out to murder boats full of people. Um, the water is just like... It, it's, it's it's very it's well boiling. made in the sense that... <laughs> right, it, but they put so much attention to the detail of like how the characters bleed, uh, how much blood they're putting out, the placement of how if they overlap, it gets darker. I thought it was just really... It was hilariously really detailed on how people in the game bleed out in the water <laughs> because it's it just seems so accurate and yeah, um, it's just you just right. turn the water so dang red and I, I don't know there's there's some really cool aspects to the game I think it's really well made um, it was free with uh, PlayStation's um, I think it was their PS Plus game for January I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is for a couple of months, I believe, or at least a month, it's been in Game Pass. So um it's pretty readily playable for both uh systems. So if you haven't checked it out, I do recommend it, but (laughs) I do warn you that it does have his M rating for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of blood in it. But um it's a pretty cool game and I enjoyed what I played of it. And let me see, is that the last thing I played? Um I played Descenders. It's another bike biking yeah. down a hill game, and yeah. I feel like there's so many of these games. And uh, I played
1: that one too. Yes, it's actually pretty. Uh, I mean, there's no real surprises.
0: It's, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I like the momentum. I like the physics. Yes, I like. I like how it runs. I like everything except for the fact that you can't get back up from falling down. It is one of the most annoying things that you have to respawn. Yeah. yeah, Even in the hub world, even when you're in the hub and you're just trying to explore the hub, if you go over like a lip the wrong way and you fall (laughs) down, you got to start back at the center. It's so stupid. It's really inconvenient. At least in the hub world, they should have designed something to respawn you where you are. Um, I don't care about the respawning if it puts you where you are but if it takes you all the way back to the middle of the hub then it's just like how do you even explore the hub freely you know and there's some crazy things set up in the hub there's like hills and half pipes and there's even a bounce house and stuff but the thing is why would you go over to the bounce house and jump in it if like you just hit the ground the wrong way you'll have to like ride all the way back to it i don't know it's it's a pretty major problem with the game i feel like is that You have to respawn and the location of the respawn. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty well-made game. But also I have to argue that it needs to do better because there's just so many slope games. There's so many games where you ride a bike down a hill. I feel like I've played the the thing is, there's probably like four of them in game pass right now, (laughs) but, um, There's just so many of those games because there was one called Downhill something. And I played that a little bit.
1: That one's actually kind of fun. That was it's crazy though. It's, it's crazy. I think that one's better. It's way more challenging, but it's, it's a lot of fun too.
0: Yeah. Right. But I think it's more of a satisfying game in the sense that you feel like you've accomplished something. Simple idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, really like- you have to use brake, you have to use speed, you have to skid. There's a lot of differences to that game, where you you know a lot of nuances that you have to use. So. Yeah,
0: I did like the music of this game, but um, oh, yeah, I yeah. did realize that it only has like nine songs or eight. So it was really good music, and I liked it. It was really chill, and it was fun to play to, but uh, it, it was limited on its soundtrack, so... Um, I don't know it it feels like a game that was not designed to be much I think it was designed to be a simple idea and do some things very well but I think it does lean more into its graphics than it should I think there are some core game mechanics that should have been addressed earlier in development yeah 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 but for the most part it was a fine game I don't think it's bad I probably will I don't know I probably won't play it again I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> Um, it, it's just one of those things where if I, if I decided to boot it up again, I would know exactly the experience that I would have. Yeah, it's not yeah, something yeah. that is going to surprise me. I don't know.
1: Or that could be different it, in a little bit. You know, it can, that's the thing, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if it's, yeah, it's one of those games that just feels there's too
0: many games that offer the same thing better. So yeah. it yeah. just, I don't know. It needs more to it, but it's not a bad game. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's just a competitive, <laughs> it seems to be a competitive in indie genre of games. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you could only have so many types of games, which we're going to talk about later. There's more in the show about that. And I feel like we can reference that. Um, I did play some of Fortnite's new season. I do like a lot of the changes and I feel like I say that every season, I feel like they make intelligent changes. Um, I think I talked about Fortnite last show so I'm not going to talk about the changes um but they are starting some sort of one week long summer event which is like some summer unlocks it's similar to things they've done at other holidays um, but it's it's a really um it's there there's some really good changes in the season as far as quality of life of actually like doing things and um i i think it's really well polished comparatively to last season i don't know if it's the best season they've ever had as far as gameplay goes but compared to last season there's some major problems that they fixed and i don't know it's just a fun game i did get my first win last night so that was pretty cool nice um yeah i got lucky with um those Fireflies. The Fireflies are insanely OP. Like, if you don't carry around Fireflies near the end of the game, there's, you're doing something wrong. You're just wanting to play the shooting game. The thing is, with the Fireflies, they are so erratic in the way that they catch people on fire, and people do not judge how much damage they do. If you throw six at people's feet, they will die in seconds. Like, there's nothing they can do about how much damage they're receiving, how fast they're receiving it and there's no way for them to dodge it because it's so erratic. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think people address how OP the Fireflies are in competitive uh, Fortnite, but um, it's I suggest always have them if you're going to the last couple of circles. It is worth... Like, in this game that I won, I actually took damage in the storm to get Fireflies because I knew how much I needed them. So uh, it is definitely worth... <laughs> going into the end of the game with them cuz i think it's insane. Um but that being said, uh that's all i played that was new and uh, well, that's all i played in the last week. Uh what did you play this week?
1: Uh well, you know, i played the normal things of course, Overwatch, i played a shit ton of that. Um but i bit was uh dabbling a little bit in uh Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um totally mm-hmm. bring me back to my, you know, stand-up arcade style games, you know, uh those days. It's it's <laughs> but it's a fun game. And uh the thing is that it, it was almost like uh Overwatch for me where I felt um you know uh overwhelmed, disconnected, you know, uh by the game and just felt like it was just too much for me, but I stuck with it and and it ended up being fine. Well luckily I happen to know somebody who who plays uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z really well, and uh, um, they're you know well versed, well known at the game, so they're they're kind of training me at it, gave me a few tips and pointers. So now that I understand you know what that game is about and how to play it, I'm going to play it more. But it just it was very nostalgic for me. You know what I mean? It 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 just uh, it almost makes me miss those big cabinets that you can go up to with the joystick and the four or five buttons, you know, or or the side by sides where you can play with your friend, you know. Um, yeah, so I I started looking at uh, fight sticks <laughs> on Amazon and stuff, um, <laughs> you know. But obviously, I'm not going to be getting one of those. Uh, I'll just play with a controller, and if I like it down the road, then I might continue to do that, and that might be something that I get later on. But no, definitely something that I'm loving. Uh, uh, checking out the characters, learning their. You know, they're different things and whatnot, but uh, one of the things that I'm sticking with on the game is the story mode, just so that I can learn the combat style and, and and you know, basically the uh, the mechanics of the game so that I'm not completely uh, thumbs when I go into an actual battle with somebody. So, yeah, but I'm having a lot of fun with that, but uh, getting ready to play some other games. Um, won't be talking about those because I haven't played them yet, but yeah, I'm excited about some stuff that's coming up, some new things that are coming out. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man.
0: Sweet. Um, So I guess we could just jump into the news, because it's going to be a lot of news for E3. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that you've probably already heard about, but this is just us expressing our reactions and opinions on... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, mostly opinion on uh, some of the the things that we thought were essential to some of these announcements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, so the first um, event that happened since our last show was the Summer Games Fest. And this is a show put on by uh, Sony, basically, where they do... um, It's basically them advertising their games that they're working on, and they invite other people to talk at it. So it was a very dense show, but a lot of people thought that the quality of the show was all over the place. (laughs) Uh, For example... Um, the big announcement was, um, well, let me say the first announcement was tiny Tina, uh, the, uh, borderlands spinoff game. And a lot of people were really excited to see that. Um, I think it's a great idea for a game. Um, and I, I know that borderlands up until recently was pretty, it was pretty, um, What's the word? It's just there there hadn't been a Borderlands game for a long time until Borderlands 3 came out. Yeah, yeah. And um, to right after that be already announcing a spinoff game is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see what Gearbox has to do with that. And just to be like... What, with Tiny Tina? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this actually, it takes place uh, right after... um, It's right after the... uh, uh,
0: what is it called? The um god dang it. Uh <laughs> I was about to say, be careful with spoilers if there's people that haven't played the games. But well, yeah. I, I, I mean, if you haven't played Borderlands 2, um,
1: it, it has to do with the Dragon Keep DLC, and it's right after the assault <laughs> on the on the Dragon Keep. Um, uh, so this is right, this is set up just after that. So if you have played it. Um, you know, you know, where this starts out now. If you haven't played that right. game, then, you know, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah,
0: yeah Borderlands 2 is a very good game, I think. It's yeah, probably the game if you but, had to play one Borderlands, it's probably the game you need to play. Borderlands 2. Um, see,
1: that's what everybody said, because I started out with Borderlands 3 and everybody was saying that Borderlands 2 is just so much better. It's just like other games that are out there, too, you know, that I should have started with too maybe like, you know,
0: two is just so well paced i haven't seen a game that that free of it's just such a well-paced game i haven't seen a game like that recently where it's just hard to put down because just they they're so intelligent on how much combat to give you at a time how much dialogue to give you at a time how much changing of environment to give you at a time borderlands 2 is just brilliantly directed in film you like would think about it as pacing and blocking and stuff but um in gaming borderlands 2 is like the definition of well paced and
1: that's that's (laughs) what i think is going to happen um with uh tiny tina's wonderlands is that uh it's it's gonna take it's gonna have that feel and that pace because I think what they're doing is they're feeding off the energy mm-hmm. of where that ended and they're gonna keep going with it. And what's what is gonna end up happening is you're gonna have that same kind of feeling. This is this is its own its own huge game. It it is it is, yes, it's part of the whole Borderlands universe and whatnot, but this is its own game. This has nothing to do with Borderlands three. Or Borderlands 2, essentially, except other than the story. Uh, but it's its own beast. So this thing is is gonna be huge in its own right. And uh, you know, yeah, it, uh yeah, it's just <laughs> it's gonna be a really good game, man. I think it's gonna be awesome. But I mean, the people that they have that are voicing it alone, Adam or Andy Samberg is Captain Valentine, uh Ashley Birch is Tiny Tina, <laughs> Wanda Sykes. Place fret and will arnett is the dragon lord i mean dude that's just a few of the people that are in it and yeah. that's just what was off of the trailer so it's going to be yeah i think it's you're we're we uh gearing up for a really cool fun uh spinoff for the borderlands universe man
0: yeah and this is one of those ones where it probably is going to not have the budget of borderlands 3 for example or the dlc plans but it's going to do well probably financially because of the fact that it's kind of that sweet little spot of something that someone would want to play between other large games, you know? I don't imagine, just just hearing that it's a spinoff, I'm not imagining it to be such a massive game as far as hours go. Just naturally, you wouldn't think so. Um, but with a character like Tiny Tina being the uh, cornerstone of the game, it really makes you think that there's going to be that much more funny dialogue and story and quirky stuff going on. So I do think that that's really cool that perhaps the game could have the best um, story in a while. (laughs) I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, That being said, I know this has nothing to do with gaming, but did you see that they're making a GI Joe origins movie on snake eyes? (laughs) What? So it, I don't think either G.I. Joe movie did that well. I I, I think it was pretty no. obvious when Retaliation came out that that was the end of the franchise because like and it's just mediocre films. I'm
1: having a hard time believing that Snake Eyes was popular enough to warrant his own origin story.
0: It's, so when you watch the trailer, I didn't know it was G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. I'm watching it and I'm like, this looks like the most generic Americanization of a uh asian fighting film that i've ever seen and um it just looked really generic it looked like you're just like is this made for tv or something or like why are they just like throwing away money and like it just did not look original in any sense and then when i saw that it was gi joe origin snake eyes i was like why would you make the choice because the gi joe films already suffered from the um the inability to have an identity yeah. And like they were already pretty generic.
1: Oh dude. And yeah. They
0: decided to do an origin story on the most generic character snake eyes. That's already like a, Oh, he's the ninja guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's they like, it's almost like though, who cares about him? It's, it's, I I don't it's know. Dude. It's insane. Cause yeah,
0: it's unbelievable because we're talking about in a time where films are struggling to make any money because of, um, the nation's still trying to reopen and the world's still trying to reopen. And um, they're deciding to throw away money on a... <laughs> the thing is, the development and the filming of this had to be during COVID's peak. And at some point, they were working and throwing all this money at G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes. It's just the most random thing. It's It's going to do horribly. I can't imagine anyone's going to watch it. It's just... I I don't understand. It's one of the most out of left field because you feel like if your hands are tied and there's limitations on what you could do in an art form in the pandemic, I feel like you would put your money towards the art forms that had to be told, the things that you felt had to be made, the things you felt were destined to one day at least break even. (laughs) But to throw so much money, like it looks like they're throwing more money at this snake Eyes origins film then probably took to make, um, quiet place Two. like, like it looks like this film is more expensive, but has no, it's going to have no like heart to it at all. So I don't know. It's just going to be ridiculous. But anyway, that's has nothing to do with gaming. I just thought it was funny because (laughs) we're tiny Tina where tiny Tina is going to succeed as a spinoff. Um, (laughs) snake, <laughs> snake eyes, eyes is going to is the most absurd idea is going to come for... up
1: snake eyes and uh house I, just,
0: I don't know yeah it's it's ridiculous i just couldn't believe that what i was seeing when i saw the title card because i was like no way like
1: stupid like, dude so <laughs> stupid
0: like who wanted this even the origins title is related to the x-men's origins wolverine which already is the worst like x-men movie and um I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, know.
1: they 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 took a lot of liberties in that movie too. It could have been a much better. I mean, but even Wolverine is probably gonna be better than this one will, you know.
0: Probably. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to gaming because they yeah, were not yeah, yeah. having the longest show in history. Um also at the Summer Games Fest, they announced uh, Metal Slug Tactics, which I only put in the notes because I thought it was cool that Metal Slug finally had something. That was in a different genre, and I, I, I remember playing the Metal Slug games on arcade cabinets. I thought they were really cool. I played them a little bit on console, uh, but to see them jump into the tactics genre is really weird. Uh, it's really out of left field. But I'm going to, I'm going to give them the props for taking that risk because you don't see IPs that are like that taking genre risks of changing genres. You know, just like when. Mario versus Rabbids came out and was a Mario Rabbids tactics game, that was the same feeling where it's like, okay I can get on board because it's different, you know and in the same sense, I'm not a big tactics game fan um, at all um, I usually get bored very quickly in tactics games and I think that's a tactics game Um, I think you have to make them better at the beginning of the game I don't understand why they are so um, horribly paced. I feel like the best paced tactics games I've ever played are Mario vs. Rabbids and uh, Mutant, or whatever the full name of Mutant is, where they were games that slowly pulled you into the idea of how tactics works, and they make it compelling enough to keep you interested, and they teach you enough to make it fun um that being said things like desperado 3 and um there was another game i forget what it was it was in the snow what was it there was another game in game pass that was also a tactics game and i just got bored really quick because it immediately like it's not that it's not get good it's not that they're too hard but it's just that they throw you immediately into combat that you have no clue what's going on and you have no clue what to do. There's like, it doesn't ease you into it. And by easing you into a tactics game, it helps you understand how the tactics work. (laughs) But there's some games in the tactics genre that I feel like are trying to be hardcore for the sake of being hardcore. And they're just not fun to start playing because you feel like they're not meant for you. Um, That's just my opinion. And it's just probably because they're not meant for me. They're probably meant for experienced tactics game players. But anyway, that being said, um, I'm not a tactics fan. But Metal Slug Tactics is just interesting in the sense that it's trying to do something different. So I don't know. I know you were telling me earlier that you just thought it was another tactics game. And I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's Um,
1: basically all it is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that entirely. But at the same time, it's, it's cool to see a uh, IP try something new. Um, Let me see. What else was at Summer Games Fest? We also had the Evil Dead game. What was the full name of it? I just wrote Evil Dead in the notes, but I remember seeing it. And it looked like a really cool spin on the genre. Um, I don't want to say it's going to be just like Friday the 13th and stuff like that. But it reminded me a lot of it's. Yeah, it's Dead by Daylight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it Evil Dead really cool, the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. it looks it's like fucking it's Bruce really
1: Campbell, cold. bro. It's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with this game. This is Bruce fucking Campbell.
0: And this this game is gonna be really awesome. Left field. Like I don't remember hearing any rumors about this game. I don't remember hearing anyone talk about working on an evil dead game but i remember like, something being announced.
1: said about it a long time ago you know and it was almost like it was a joke and i remember thinking man that would be the shit that would be the right. shit man to have <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now this this is a this is a definite game that i'm buying 100 percent
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm hoping it's in Game Pass.
1: I mean, I'm going to play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands <laughs> because yeah. that just looks cool. But this game, I will wa- Oh, yeah. If this is in the Game Pass, oh, it's. I will delete some shit to get this game. It right. just. I'm a big, big fan of The Evil Dead. I love both the movies. I love the first one and I love the uh, second and everything that came after the series. I love the whole thing, you know, and uh, yeah. It's just going to be it's going to be so awesome, man. It's going to be so awesome. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I yeah, can't wait. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that one. The last main uh, announcement from the Summer Games Fest was the Elden Ring yes. announcement, which um wow. And obviously it looks really cool. Oh yeah. It's pretty exciting. And we know it's in the kind of game style of, uh, what do you call them?
1: Lord of the Ring, uh, freaking Skyrim. freaking no, it, it's frickin'... like the Dark Souls. Yes. I'm sure oh, like yeah. Dark Souls but, type but so much more beautiful looking, rumoring, man.
0: But they're saying it's not going to be as hard.
1: Yeah, so much more beautiful, man. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: They have mounted so- combat in this game, dude. Mounted combat. <laughs> Yes. I don't
0: know. It's it's the thing is it's very ambitious. Um there's a lot going into it. There's a lot of hype. So we need to be careful because this could be the new cyberpunk. <laughs> there's a lot of hype going into the game and I feel like it's been rumored for such a long time and it's been teased at for such a long time that um there's a little bit of worry from me in the fact that it's um that hyped up the other thing that's making me worried a little bit about it is the fact that they have a release date and it's in January yeah and that's insane to not have heard much about this game yeah. and then suddenly they say it's coming out in like 6 months is crazy yep i think a lot of people have said that too um
1: they must have been secretly doing some serious work on this dude
0: yeah i hope so because the scope of it <laughs> is huge, that, right? It's either that or it's going to get delayed, like immediately. Like, um, so either they have worked really hard on it and it's almost done, and they've been keeping it a secret, which is crazy, um, or in October we're going to hear that it's delayed.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I have um, a feeling that we're going to see it be delayed. Um, now, it you know it because it was revealed in in uh, 2019. And, but you didn't hear, like you said, you haven't heard anything about it, but they're saying that from software worked on it in secret. I'm actually reading that right now. So that was a good little guess we had that they kept it very hush hush and just, just grinded. That's crazy, man.
0: Yeah. And from software is not a company to release an unfinished game. No, Um, they've never done it before. So I wouldn't for them to pull a cyberpunk 2077 would be very surprising, but you know, CD project red used to be that status before cyberpunk.
1: Yeah. And the (laughs) the art design and the play style, you're going to see a lot of staples from them that has to do with souls also, because the art style, like you said, has something to do with it, but there's also resting at bonfires, backstabs, you know, all that shit. So that's something that you're going to see. That's going to be very familiar in this game. Um, But
0: Dude. By mm. the way, that that is the best um band name I've heard in a while. I don't know if there's already a band named that, but there needs What's to be a band named Backstab. Uh, resting at Bonfires. No. Ooh, resting <laughs> at Bonfires. That'd be a great one, dude. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that being said, I'm really curious if someone's taken it already because that sounds amazing. But anyway, um that was the major announcement at some games Fest. resting so, at um,
1: bonfires dude i'm yeah. sorry
0: great day. you anyway. can have a
1: guy with a kazoo some dude with a bongo and an asshole with a guitar <laughs> like the ones you used to see in college that would make up their own song about the wind
0: <laughs> yeah they're the first they're the first uh rock band to Play their entire set um resting with their legs crossed. <laughs> yeah. Around <exactly. laughs> a around a fake fire on stage. <laughs> Dude,
1: I'm looking at screenshots from this game, and it, it just yeah. looks absolutely epic. It looks so epic, man. Six huge places on this map.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's exciting. just it's cool because it's like a original IP that's coming out. To see something that's in like the Lord of the Rings type vein, but like original meaning it doesn't have to stay true to anything. Like well, remember, we talked about this too, though,
1: didn't we? Yeah. Two years ago, we, we talked about George RR R. Martin and we were like, you know, is right. it, if this if this is anything like what he's done in the past, you know, this is going to be brilliant.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I also said if it's anything like he's done in the past, it's going to take forever. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: I so. could see them I could see them squeaking this out until uh, you know, uh holiday season 2022. And even then, yeah. it would be it would be a smart move just if you thought that, you know. But if they've been grinding this out in secret, dude, they could very well have this thing done.
0: Yeah. Grinding this out in secret is also a good band. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway- Grinding this out in secret, dude. Man, we are just pumping out the band names today. Pumping out the band names that's another great name for a band.
0: <laughs> that being said, let me get to the next section. Yes, of please. The, week. the next section was that uh, Square Enix had a big presentation and it was uh, pretty poorly received. Yeah, <laughs> and this is where. I wanted to reference what E3 used to be. Um, Basically, Square Enix announced the Guardians of the Galaxy game that they're working on. Yeah, that looks amazing. And everyone was immediately really worried because of what they did with the Avengers.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But after the show, there was information revealed about the game where they said it's not going to be multiplayer. It's going to just be a single-player story. And people are like, okay, okay. (laughs) And they're also going to say that it was not going to be built to have DLC. It was going to be a standalone game with a single-player where you just play as Star-Lord. And you're just like, okay, "Okay, Mm -hmm. well, it sounds a lot better now. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they learned their lesson with Avengers to not be money grabs. uh, Because at the end of the day, you'll make more money if you make a good game. You know, Yes. Make something we want to play again and again and again. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, besides the Guardians announcement, that was already worrying people before they learned more. The uh, mood was spoiled even more by the fact that they announced just almost solid mobile games. Um, They talked about a bunch of Final Fantasy remasters going to mobile and ports and pixel ports. And uh, it was just a presentation of what is to be expected on your mobile games. And this is where I have a problem. Um, There's a difference between investor meetings and a public presentation of what you're going to release. Yeah. And I don't know why in the last four or five years, these uh, big companies have not learned that the public presentations that go into E3 don't need to ever mention mobile games. And I I don't understand why they haven't learned that yet. That's something to talk about at an investor meeting to make people excited that you're going to make you know all this money off of uh, cell phones. But to put in your main presentation, if Square only had Guardians of the Galaxy to announce then they should have thrown it into Summer Games Fest. They should have given it as a presentation there. It doesn't make any sense that they did their whole own block presentation and then just talked about mobile games the whole time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it's never gone over well. Nintendo tried to talk a little bit about mobile games once and they learned their lesson. And Blizzard tried it a couple of times and hopefully they've learned their lesson. But uh, Square just basically made everyone angry because not only did they talk about mobile games, but they talked about remasters and ports to iOS and Android that people would like on PC and Xbox and PlayStation. There's And even if it's not on those main consoles, they were talking about ports of things that would make a lot of sense on the switch. And they didn't even talk about that. And then people thought, well, maybe they're going to talk about the Switch ports during E3 at Nintendo's session. But no, they didn't do that. It's just mobile games. And um, I don't know. That's all I really have to say about Square's presentation was it was extremely disappointing. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Capcoms because Capcoms was so disappointing that there's nothing to even talk about. At least Square had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But if you watched Capcoms presentation, it was somehow worse. Uh, Capcom's presentation was just talking about nothing. <laughs> and I don't know why. The thing is to speak at E3, you have to spend so much money. There's a reason Sony left because Sony thought that they didn't need E3 to promote themselves because it was just not cost-effective. The thing is Capcom showed up to E3 and had nothing to say and I don't under- <laughs> I don't understand why you would do that. <laughs> but um that being said, uh, Square's presentation was disappointing, but Guardians of the Galaxy does look really good. And it's it's a little stale in the sense that the animation and the character models remind you of Marvel's The Avengers. And uh, yeah, a little, a, a little bit, They little, did. Yeah. It's a little bit gross to see that. <laughs> but I do like that they used character designs based off the comics and not the movies. I think that's really cool. Uh, like Gamora and Rocket look a lot more like the comics, and um, even Drax looks like the comics. I, I I do like that they did that rather than try to make a carbon copy of the films. And I think this has to be something with Square's uh, ability to make these games that they're not able to base them off the films. Because even with Marvel's The Avengers, people were making fun of all the character models. Because they were trying to make them not look like the movies. And uh, people just thought they all looked like off-brand Great Valley versions of stuff. But um, because of that, um, Avengers looked weird. But Guardians looks unique because the designs in the comics are so different. So I do think that's really cool. Um, I-, I wouldn't say I'm excited about the Guardians game, though. Um, it looks really cool, but I'm not sure if I don't know. It's as much as they say it's a single player game and it's not gonna be Marvel's The Avengers, I'm still not sold on it. I need to see more of this game before I have a real excitement to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it it looked cool. It's a cool idea, but it's also an idea that I wish they would have run by me first. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I don't know, when they fuck up the Avengers so bad, it'd be cool if they would have announced that they are Working on a Guardians game to like warm us up a little bit. Instead, they announced that they like already have like major development on it, which makes me feel betrayed and makes me feel like they didn't ask permission to make it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just really weird. It's like it's fine when game developers make games and don't tell you about them, but when they've already like bastardized a franchise, it's um it's a little different for them to not ask permission. <laughs> <laughs> To just be like oh yeah by the way we've also destroyed your other piece of your childhood but um yeah i don't know i need to see more of guardians it looks cool
1: yeah i think it looks really good so far you know and hopefully yeah it doesn't take the way of that but you never know
0: by the way we're approaching a year yes to the uh, release of the avengers game yep um so it's almost been out a year And if you remember, there was a thing where if you bought it on PlayStation, you would get exclusive access to the Spider-Man character that they were going to add. Well, if you (laughs) haven't been keeping up, Spider-Man's still not in the game. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people are complaining because they felt like that advertising was not at all trying to make it sound like it was going to take over a year to get Spider-Man into Marvel's Avengers. It sounds like... They thought it would be really cool to add Spider-Man, but that only Sony would want it because of their apparently Spider-Man game rights they have. Um, But I think they hadn't even started working on it. (laughs) I think they added it as a bonus pre-order slash console exclusive feature with no development on the Spider-Man character. And I think they, they just made some cinematics real quick to sell it and then they they hoped that the game did good enough that it would warrant making it because I don't feel like they've done any work <laughs> it's, it's just it's just crazy it's there's been no updates on the Spider-Man release and they've been updating pretty frequently on what they're going to be adding to Marvel's Avengers you know to the 20 people that are still playing it I don't know I feel like Marvel's Avengers is the new Fallout 76 in the sense that Do you know anyone that plays it? (laughs) I feel like more people play Fallout 76 than Marvel's Avengers, though.
1: Oh, probably. And that's saying a lot.
0: And that's only because Fallout 76 can be used as a role-playing game. (laughs) 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 That's the only reason it's still alive. But uh, that being said, I think we can jump on to the uh, next presentation, which was from... Let me see... That's not even a presentation. Next presentation was from Xbox. And uh, they had arguably the best presentation. I think a lot of people said it was either Xbox or Nintendo. They both had really good E3 shows. Um, Xbox was pretty cool. They sh- they announced that the Halo Infinite multiplayer was going to be free, which is really cool. Uh, they're going the route of war zone like Call of Duty where the multiplayer is going to be free but you have to pay for the uh, main game so that's pretty cool but supposedly um, they're making the main game so good that they're very confident that it's worth the full price tag so that's really exciting um, when you give away the multiplayer it means that you're pretty confident in selling your game for just its story I think that's pretty cool um, I mean you can hate on Halo as much as you want (laughs) for not releasing with the series X, but hopefully with over a year of delay, they have polished this game out. Also, (laughs) also with, what was it? They've lost two head developers from the game. Like it's changed, um, directors at least twice. I think, I think they're on like their third or fourth. Uh, that being said though, it's either going to be great or it's going to be, um, really confusing like you're going to tell that there are so many ideas from different people that's like a clusterfuck but um i don't know i'm pretty excited about it i think it looks really good i think halo's designs when they showed off the weapons and stuff i think it's really cool i, like I think the, the way they threw hook. the
1: grappling hook in i think is a good idea yes. because you that's can really use cool. it yeah because it's not it's not something that is there to manipulate you know uh too much stuff it's there as a lifesaver if you need it like what i noticed is he was jumping from space to space and he ran you know as fast as you could and jumped but he couldn't make that leap and i was thinking when he jumped too, he's not going to make it but then his grappling hook went out because he started to sink down <laughs> below the thing and it shot out and picked him back up and i was like okay there you go that makes sense that makes sense you know
0: you're like what a dumbass <laughs> Yeah, I was like,
1: man, this motherfucker ain't gonna make that jump.
0: <laughs> like, what? But anyway, um, he uh, the the grappling hook being able to grab um, other players' guns is really cool to me. I like that idea. Yeah, it's yeah, really that's kind of cool, kinda cool you can too. Steel weapons. Um, I don't know if that's gonna be game breaking. <laughs> I'd like to see it actually used and see what happens with it. But I'm pretty excited about that. Um, overall, it's just a well looking well-looking game it looks like they're playing into the heart of halo yeah and the older fan base and i think that's a smart move especially with how nostalgia sells these days um they're not trying to make it look like a cutting edge high graphics game they're trying to make it look like classic halo just with updated graphics that don't look bad on new systems basically yeah yeah it's still it still looks
1: it looks new it looks polished but it's it's still the same old you know, that you're used to seeing.
0: Right. It doesn't look like a game that's going to be spending most of its time, you know, pulling your graphics card to just <laughs> animate the foliage, but um, it looks like a game that's going to look good for being a fun, fast paced multiplayer shooter. And I very think much it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I could talk more about halo, but I feel like we can do that on a later show. Cause I think they had a little redemption
1: like- in this reveal. You know, uh, from the last time that they've, you know, you remember Mm -hmm. it, it didn't go over very well. So I think they had, they redeemed themselves a little bit
0: in this reveal. The only thing that is concerning is the fact that it said holiday 2021, uh, meaning they still don't have a release date. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, That being said, people are laughing at the fact that Halo does not have a release date, but Starfield does. Starfield had a short teaser where we still don't know the gameplay at all. It's another cinematic teaser. We don't know if it's a third-person shooter, a first-person shooter, a top-down game. We have no clue what Starfield is going to look like in gameplay, but it's exciting. Um, Starfield is one of the games that they picked up when they purchased Bethesda. Um, They did announced that it was exclusive to xbox which yes. is funny because they were not acting like it was going to be exclusive a year ago well, not a year ago about 10 i think that's ago a smart move Bethesda. on this
1: game and the reason yeah. why is some of the things that i've been reading about it is this is basically going to be a very 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 polished looking uh uh outer worlds with right a lot more a lot more oomph to it you know what i mean
0: right but these are still just um rumors uh, we still have not seen yeah, well, an ounce I, of I, gameplay yeah
1: i'm looking at <laughs> it I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm mining those i'm data mining those data miners you know what i mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> that being said at the end of the trailer there's a thing where it shows 11, 11, 22. And that's right. A lot of people think that maybe they chose that date just because, you know, 11 11 equal 22. But I know,
1: I don't know. why. I know why. Why? Because that's my birthday. So that's going to be on my wish list. November 11th is my birthday. <laughs> November 11th is my birthday. So I expect multiple copies in Steam <laughs> from all you <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you've got a year get it right
0: what's so crazy is it's going to be the holiday game next year yes yeah yeah and it has it has an exact date
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but halo infinite that was delayed Very a year still has no still has no date <laughs> and uh, what's concerning people is that uh, i don't have it here in the notes but forza horizon um had a trailer, yeah. at the Xbox, and um, <laughs> it, looks it so has a date good. too, it has a November release date, it has a date, or it's October or something. Um, and it's making people wonder when Halo would actually come out because they usually don't release Halo and Forza at the same time, like they would put some time in between them. Um, but I'm guessing if they are both going to be released the same month, they're going to basically perceive that the same type of person that buys forza is probably not going to buy halo um because they're both big franchises but they're both totally different franchises uh but forza looks amazing uh forza horizon um it's it's crazy if you watch the trailer and just look at the detail the thing is it's not a cinematic it is gameplay that they're showing and there is so much foliage moving and uh, the. If you're playing a drinking game and you selected foliage, I've said it twice already. um, There's so much foliage in the game being moved in the background. It's just so well made. Uh, There's a reason that the Forza engine is Microsoft's flagship engine right now, because Forza is like showing off everything about it. And it is amazing. I'm not even a big Forza fan. But this yeah. game is one of those games. There, I might pick it up. <laughs> hey, I bought Forza 4 like Horizon.
1: I bought Forza Forza 4 Horizon, and I I love it, dude. It's an amazing looking game. It's it's beautiful. It's fun to play. You know, uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve. I recommend getting yourself a wheel and pedals if you're gonna get this game. I recommend doing that and uh, playing with the settings and getting <laughs> it right because you'll have such a good
0: time doing that. It just reminded me of this TikTok I saw yesterday of a guy. <laughs> he was playing, I think, a racing game and he had a wheel and pedals hooked up and he didn't know that it wasn't connected. And somebody was behind him with a controller and he was getting really frustrated on why it wasn't working. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, what was I even talking about? Forza. Yeah, Forza looks really cool and yeah, wheel and pedals. The thing is, the last time I had wheel and pedals, I think I had it on the PS2. I I remember it was like... I remember the wheel was really well made. Like, the wheel was, like, super durable. It had, like, a rubber grip on it. It was, like, weighted. But then the apparatus that it was connected to was, like, the cheapest plastic. So it didn't make any sense that the wheel was heavier than the actual vestibule that you plugged it into. So that was really funny. Um uh, Just random, random. I think it was a Pelican brand. Does Pelican even still make stuff? Do you remember Pelican? Yeah. I don't even know if they still make stuff. I remember they were like the off-brand controller that Walmart always had. I don't think uh, they do, yeah.
1: man. I haven't heard that name unless they got absorbed by somebody else. Maybe they got bought out by On.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the other thing is I don't hear about Mad Cats either. Is Mad Cats still a thing?
1: Uh, I think Madcats is still around, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Not as, as a matter of fact, yes. <laughs> uh, I looked at some Mad Cats uh, fight sticks.
0: Okay. Because I remember Mad Cats was also pretty big on the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 off brand controllers. I remember they had these huge Mad Cats controllers that were like embarrassingly large. Um, <laughs> and they were like clear plastic. But yeah, I remember they were like just to grip them with tiny hands was really hard, but whatever. Um, this was not at the Xbox <laughs> um, E3 presentation, but I just added this in since this was Xbox news. Um, I saw an ad. I'm talking about TikTok again. I saw an ad on TikTok for uh, this lawnmower simulator that was going to be on Xbox, and it looked like the best shit I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it looked like the most relaxing game in the sense that you'd be mowing grass And the sense that it has like official like lawnmower brands and you can customize your lawnmowers and it just looked amazing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, oh, wait, you can play it for free. That's amazing. And then I went to the store and it said price free. And then it said it was only for the Series X and S. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to need to upgrade. (laughs) I've been holding out upgrading for the longest time because I keep thinking that um, there's no point like breaking my neck. my budget trying to get an xs right now um i'll just wait till they're more readily available what's crazy though is they've been out over six months and it's still hard to find this current console generation (laughs) i just think this is insane but that being said i'm gonna have to like actually upgrade for lawnmower simulator (laughs) because i need this game (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it, it looks amazing. If you haven't seen lawnmower simulator, oh, uh, man. go look up the trailer. Dude, it looks awesome. <laughs> I
1: am 150% getting this game. There's just nothing going to stop me from getting this game. You, It, it looks so fucking satisfying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. It really does, dude. Just the fact that you can mow patterns <laughs> into these lawns. Right? Oh, man. Crop circle city. Here I come, baby. It's going to be beautiful.
0: I don't know anything about the gameplay in the sense of like, do you have save files or are there certain lawns you have to do? Oh, you have a career. You You could do a career. career.
1: You start up a company, (laughs) a lawn company, bro, and you can have uniforms and everything. And you, uh, you know, they want this much of the lawn done, you know. And I watched a guy on a video where he had his first job, he had to do 10% of the lawn right. And then you can hit Pro Vision that uh, shows the lawn is all white where you didn't mow it right. 10% 10%
0: 10% <laughs> 10% so He just, had to
1: get 10% To get to a certain level Or something Yeah It was weird dude But yeah
0: So At 10% You could probably find A very small yard And still Mow a A penis into it And probably still pass <laughs> You just gotta find A really small patch oh, of land Oh
1: Cyberpunk all over again
0: And then it's It's 10% Cause I was about to say It'd be fun to challenge someone To like Build up their company In Mon- Lawnmower Simulator to like a point where like if they fucked up, it would actually like be detrimental to your status. But then like the challenge would be like get to a certain level and then only draw penises on every single yard you have and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see how failing at all of those lawns does to your career. I don't know. I haven't looked into the gameplay as far as like the mechanics go. I've just seen the 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 I've seen the beautiful mowers and the beautiful lawns that they treat. But um, I, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. If I'm not either, I'm dude. I, I, I this, cannot wait for this game. For really this game.
1: It's going to be an awesome game, dude. I don't care what anybody says. Lawnmower Sim is going to be cool. It is yeah. going to be a so very cool game. I hope to God they put it out on PC. They have to.
0: I don't know if it is. I mean, this is, once again, something that we could just look up. Um, yeah. I know it's already on Xbox X and S. Could but you imagine if it's on.
1: on PC with a with a wheel and 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 fucking pedals?
0: Oh. Yeah, and just put it on ultra wide and, and put it on and, two monitors. And just <laughs> sit just sit in your fucking your gaming
1: chair and just mow a lawn. Uh, yeah, yeah, put while you your lawn in. out listen while to your music. lawn
0: outside is like a foot eye.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Actually, my, my lawn looks manicured all the time. Thank you. Okay. It does. <laughs>
0: So the last the last show that I wanted to talk <laughs> about at E3 was um, Nintendo's uh, session, which I think a lot of people thought was the best. Uh, but there are some things that people didn't like about it. I so wasn't too impressed with a
1: couple of the things, but yeah,
0: right. But you're not a Nintendo fanboy. You're not their target audience um, at all. I think the Nintendo fans were pretty.
1: I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I was. Nintendo was one of the you know first major you know uh consoles that i owned you know that bought myself and you know i don't know right. I, I i was in love with the mario stuff for a while
0: there is a new mario golf coming out
1: <laughs> see that might that might good. interest me that might interest me
0: um i'd even put that in my notes cuz i didn't think many people cared about it but anyway um the two big announcements well not announcements but the two big parts that people really positively reacted to was um the Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which is which not the beautiful. final name. Um, but there's a cinematic, and it looks insane. And everyone's seeing that the scope looks even larger. It looks like there's a lot oh, of yeah. flying going on. Um,
1: it looks amazing. It really does. It I looks mean, same, really good. Same art style and everything. It just it looks so open and expansive. It's just huge.
0: Yeah. And supposedly they've been working on it since Breath of the Wild. released so wow that's a long time that's like it's an amazing looking game so um trailer the
1: trailer is worth a watch guys if you get a chance the trailer is worth the watch
0: yeah there was one thing that was disappointing in this for the zelda fans is we were talking about how they were trying to get rid of all the mario celebration stuff last year because they were going to start the zelda anniversary celebration stuff and so far The only thing that they're really announcing for it, besides um, the Skyward Sword remake and maybe Breath of the Wild 2 possibly coming out in the next year within its celebration, is there is going to be a Game & Watch Zelda version. Remember we had the Mario one back in November, but there's going to be a Zelda one that includes three games, which is a way better value than the Mario one. It's going to include... Zelda 1, 2, and um, Link's Awakening. So that's a lot of games on the little Game & Watch. So it makes it a lot lot more sensible of a deal. It was really hard to purchase that Mario one because it came with one game. (laughs) But this one's going to come with three. And basically, that's all they're announcing as far as the Zelda celebration goes, which was really surprising to people. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to do a lot more with Zelda. But to be honest, it's probably mostly affected by uh, the pandemic and the fact that they probably had to kind of focus in on more large games rather than a bunch of small stuff to just celebrate the existence of Zelda. So it is a shame that there's not much more. But um, that being said, uh, it is going to be a year. So we may see in January them release some more stuff. But so far, all they've announced for the celebration is the zelda game and watch which doesn't i don't believe it has a release date yet but um if it's like the mario one it's going to release in november probably for black friday um the other big game that people were excited about though was uh metroid dread yes which is actually very well designed oh it looks so good dude yeah and it's it's a return to the uh side scrolling um metroidvania style of <laughs> metroid and uh i think a lot of people are really excited about it it's a, true, and, a dread, lot of people, true
1: dread game yeah
0: yeah i think a lot of people um i think a lot of people are concerned that the switch has grown to such a huge status that it has a lot of people that are not into 2d side scrollers and i think they think that making a $60 2D side-scroller is not possible on the Switch. And I think a lot of people were concerned about that, but uh, it proved everyone wrong because uh, GameStop reported that it was the number one pre-ordered game after E3.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude, people have been starving for this game, dude. People have been starving for this.
0: And the thing is, they're even more starving for... Metroid Prime 4. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which they haven't, they didn't update anything on that. And they also didn't uh, update anything on Bayonetta 3, which a lot of people were hoping they would talk about. But uh, those are the two big ones that they didn't talk about. And uh, they also did not announce a new Switch Pro, which a lot of people are joking about. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Despite the huge rumors that they were going to do it, um, they did not announce a Switch Pro. Uh, th- there is a theory, though, with the Switch Pro where they will not announce it until it's already being manufactured. Meaning Probably. it's not being manufactured. Um, I could see them announcing it in August if it's coming out this holiday. Yeah, but I they can could, also see... They
1: could also be waiting until they have a shit ton sitting in reserves, too.
0: Yeah. they Doug Bowser, in an interview after E3, also addressed the question... And he avoided it. There's a lot of deflecting. But he did say some stuff about how they have to take into account whether or not it's even a smart move to make an upgraded yeah. version. Because he did mention the fact that an upgraded version could be a waste of time if you're about to release a new console generation. Um, because there's a difference between a Switch Pro or a Switch uh like 4K or something and the actual predecessor to the switch not just an increased version a actual new console so he was hinting at that and it was making me think he was kind of trying to say that either Nintendo's going to announce a pro this year or there's not going to be one until you know the next console generation <laughs> because at the end of the day there's such a big install base on the switch that the second they announce a pro it's going to do nothing but hurt sales you know so cuz we saw that last year with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox 1 hardly anyone was buying consoles that year <laughs> yeah cuz they were just waiting for the new ones people would have bought them more <clears throat> readily if they knew that they couldn't get their hands on one once it gets out but um it was, it was just like, the, once people knew that they were within a year of that next console generation, like sales were tanking. But yeah, um, I think Nintendo's going to play it smart. I don't know if they're going to wait for their sales to tank or if they're going to like announce it while they're still on a high. But there doesn't seem to be any stopping the Switch right now. So um, I don't know. There's equal parts no reason to announce a predecessor <laughs> as there are parts to people will buy anything that they release right now. So I don't know. It's kind of a coin flip <laughs> on that one. Um, let me see. What else did they announce? Um, they announced WarioWare. And I think we talked about this last show where there was a, um, there was a survey done about yeah. the pricing of it, which is really funny that they did that before even announcing the game. Uh, but WarioWare is announced. I think it looks pretty cool. I think WarioWare is pretty quirky of a game. It I looks don't know corny, it's dude. Bucks.
1: It looks so corny.
0: But there's just so many games. It's just, it's yeah. just packed full of stuff. It um, is
1: packed full of stuff. That's true. Same thing with Super Mario, uh, with Mario Party Superstars. It's, It just looks like it's packed full of, of things, but it just looks so corny, man. It yeah. really does.
0: It worked better on handhelds. Uh, WarioWare was built for like Game Boy Advance and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The DS. So on a big screen, it would look really weird. But as a handheld, it's pretty cool. That it's there. Um, but let's talk about Mario Party Superstars. I guess that's going to be our last story. Um, Mario Party Superstars pissed off a lot of people because they just recently. I think we talked about it. What three episodes ago? They Something just like that, recently. Yeah added multiplayer to super Mario party on the switch and Mario party superstars is 100% what would make a good DLC to that game but they're deciding to make the money grabbing decision of releasing it as its own game and it's just it's so offensive to the fact that super Mario party is selling still pretty good it's still in the top 10 games every month Um, It is still in the top 10 Switch games, I think, of all time. Um, Despite them not giving a shit about it for such a long time, it was selling well. Um, Giving the multiplayer was really awesome because that makes the game that much more worth. But they should have added some boards and they should have added some mini-games. And... Right off the bat, Mario Party Superstars has classic games and classic boards. It is like a, it's like a, a retro type Mario Party where it's it like really is stuff that you remember playing, and that just would. I mean, it's not even them designing new stuff. This is them updating old boards and old mini games yeah. to the same engine and game that is running Super Mario Party. Like, I guarantee you they built this game by looking at the old games and just recreating it in Super Mario Party. But at some point, there was a decision made where they said, this is not going to be DLC. I would be okay if it was even $30 DLC. Yeah. That would be awesome. But they are releasing it as a full-blown $60 game, and that is pissing people it's off. It's
1: kind of rude, dude. It's matter, <laughs> you know, it's just... Well, it's not kind of rude, it It is rude.
0: It makes it off the bat larger than Super Mario Party. There's more boards. Super Mario Party, I think, has four.
1: Yeah. And this one's
0: going to be released with five. Like, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So off the bat, it is a bigger game than Super Mario Party. I understand why people are upset about it. And it makes you feel like they gave multiplayer to Super Mario Party just because they already designed it for this new release. So, I don't know. I understand how people feel uh, backhanded by this, but um, I don't know. I I think Nintendo needs to fix that because yeah, besides that, shit, they've Nintendo. made a The thing is they've they've made a lot of good decisions as far as their relationship with their consumers. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. They've made a lot of good decisions. There are some decisions that still kind of rub people the wrong way. Uh, things like 1-2 Switch still being a full price game, despite being hardly a game. Um, things like WarioWare probably are not worth $60, but they're going to charge 60 for it. Um, there's things like that that are kind of tick people off. There's things like the eShop not being updated and not being easy to read and stuff like that. I understand all that um but this one is this one's at a bigger level uh super super mario party superstars whatever is um it's at a level that gets a lot more attention and i feel like they need to fix it because those other ones i named are things that you can kind of forget about because <laughs> not that many people are going to the thing is with WarioWare, if you think it's overpriced you're just not going to buy it not a big loss and with 1-2-Switch, if you think it's overpriced or not much of a game, you're just not going to buy it. Not a big loss. But with Mario Party Superstars, it is 100% things that people that already purchased the game and a game that is already in the top 10 Switch games ever made, um, they already wanted this. And they thought that's what they were getting when they purchased the other game. And you only recently added a huge feature of multiplayer to it To, I guess, make it look like a real game compared to this new one that you're coming out with? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think it's their biggest sin recently. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's still correctable. I think they can come out and be like, look, we did this wrong. And it is 100% capable of being DLC to Super Mario Party. I wouldn't even care if they charged $40 for it. It's just the $60 price point of being a separate game that seems pointless. Because what it's going to do is actually hurt them. What it's going to do is, being a $60 independent game, people will start telling their friends, oh, don't buy Super Mario Party. The real game is Mario Party Superstars. So it's going to take away sales from Super Mario Party and just transfer them to this new game. Where if you would have made a DLC, you could have added that money. That way, every person that buys Mario Party that just bought a Switch doesn't spend $60. They spend... $60 $60 on Mario Super Mario Party and then spend 30 on the DLC or 40 or whatever. I just I just think it's it's a crime to customers that already have it and it's also going to decrease overall profitability for new customers. So, I don't know. I I feel like it doesn't make any sense to do it this way but they're choosing to do it that way. Yeah. Because this isn't this isn't Mario Kart 9. When they come out with Mario Kart 9, it, people will expect it to be a 100% new game, and people will be okay with it not being DLC to Mario Kart 8. But the thing is, Super Mario Party's main criticism since it came out was that there wasn't enough content. And to to finally release a little bit of content on it and then announce a full new predecessor that makes it useless is just... It just seems counterproductive, but that's just my opinion.
1: No, I agree with you, dude. I agree with you,
0: but but I like Mario Party. I really do like Mario Party. Yeah, it's Mario just Party, it's, and I think the, the way they're doing it the weakest is, part. It just seems
1: kind of, uh, I don't know, scummy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of slimy. That's just me.
0: I was gonna say slimy, and I switched it to scummy, and then he translated it to slimy. But um, yeah, that's. That's it for the E3 recap. That's the main stuff that I thought they... Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about this on the Xbox One. I feel bad about this. Um, they announced that they're making the mini fridge. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw official that. official
0: Xbox Series X mini fridges. So, I mean, you have to have one. This, this is something you have to mm-hmm. own, I feel like. Um, it, it looks amazing. I need one. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. There will be one in the game room here. There will be
0: one. I just, I hope they manufacture enough because the thing is, I know they think it's like a meme and that it's going to be a select amount of people that want it. But I feel like there's a lot of people that would want it. <laughs> I feel like there's even people that would want it that don't even own an Xbox. So, um, I don't know. This, uh, Xbox series X mini fridge, maybe the best selling mini fridge of all time.
1: Could be calling. Could it be, here. could be,
0: <laughs> um,
1: Watch your ass for the
0: <laughs> And that's all I'm going to talk about. There's a couple of stories that I could talk about, but I don't want to run too long. We can talk about it on the next show. Um, but we are up to episode 99, guys. And 99. Next episode is 100. So, um, 100. i 100% thankful for everyone that has uh, followed us on this journey. Absolutely. And uh, we are about to be... We're we're about to get into syndication. You know, you have to hit a hundred episodes for syndication. So that's really cool. So we'll be right next to Gunsmoke on my twenty, and um,
1: <laughs> Seinfeld, all that shit. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy.
0: So yeah, we got the syndication status. So that's awesome. And uh, just to think about it, um, when we hit a hundred episodes, we will have. So much of a hundred hours of audio that is just insane to me because, like, our episodes average an hour to two hours, yeah. Um, recently, an hour to hour and a half. Um, but still, like, we're probably well over 150 hours of audio of two schmucks talking about video games. <laughs> But it's just it's just crazy to think about. I just think that's just so much audio. I can't imagine sitting down and trying to listen through all of it from the beginning. But I know there's people that are. I know there's some people that started at the beginning and they say they're in like the 50s. I'm always like, just watch them, listen to them backwards. <laughs> like you're missing the current news. But um I think a lot of people listen to the show for our commentary, not for the fact that it's fresh news. But um, That being said, uh, once again, thanks for listening. We're almost there. We're almost at 100. But, um, yeah, I do plan on running some promotions on the 100th episode. So, looking out on our Twitter and uh, new stuff on the horizon. And um, I'm really excited about some of this stuff. So, uh, please um, be patient and stick with us. And uh, you are the best listeners. And this is the newest news in gaming from the classified cheat codes podcast. That's really weird to say at the end of the show. Cause I always say it at the beginning yeah. of the show, but yeah, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're about to hit hundred. So uh, we will check y'all next week at the uh, triple digit episode. See y'all later.